Y hoy vamos a hablar un poquito de David y también sobre Ana. We're going to talk a little bit about David and Ana as well. And so, the reason why I want to teach on this, la razón por la cual quiero enseñar sobre esto, es porque quiero que entendamos lo que puede pasar cuando ayunamos y cuando oramos. I want us to understand what will happen and what can happen when we pray and when we fast. Praying is one of the least practiced disciplines with most Christians. And if praying is one of the least practiced disciplines in Christians, guess what? Fasting is almost non-existent. Si la oración es una de las disciplinas menos practicada en los cristianos, el ayuno es casi inexistente. And the reason you'll have so many people argue as to why you should not fast, la razón por la cual hay mucha gente que te puede argumentar con la Biblia por el cual no debes ayunar, es porque Satanás siempre querrá traer confusión a aquello que puede destruir su reino. The devil will always try to bring confusion to something that is detrimental to his kingdom. And that's why you will hear so many people say, you don't have to fast. Jesus paid it on the cross. Por eso la gente dice, no tienes que ayunar. Jesús ya hizo el sacrificio en la cruz. Pero Jesús dijo, but Jesus said, when you pray, don't pray like this. Cuando oréis, no oren así. Y es exactamente lo mismo que dijo cuando Jesús dijo, cuando ayunen, no ayunen así. Then he not only did he say, when you pray, but then he said, when you fast. In other words, prayer and fasting is expected of every Christian. El ayuno y la oración es algo que se espera de cada cristiano. ¿Por qué? Porque allí es donde obtenemos el poder. Because that's how we obtain the power of God in the life of every Christian. Just because you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, solo porque recibiste el bautismo en el Espíritu Santo, no significa que ya no tienes que buscar. It doesn't mean that you don't have to seek the presence of God anymore because it happened once. No, it's not a one and done thing. No es que sucedió una vez y ya. Tienes que seguir bebiendo del agua que salta para vida eterna. You have to keep drinking of the water that comes from the Holy Spirit. Every day when you wake up, cada día que tú te levantas, Tomas agua, sí o no? Every day you drink water, yes or no? Does that mean that you'll never thirst again? No. Some people don't drink water until they are dehydrated and something is happening to their body, then they run and drink water. Hay gente que no toma agua hasta, sino hasta que se empieza a deshidratar el cuerpo y entonces corren a tomar agua. ¿Por qué? Porque el cuerpo necesita agua because the body needs water to function properly. And in the same way, y en la misma forma, cada uno de nosotros, every single one of us, if we are going to function properly, si vamos a funcionar correctamente, si vamos a operar en el poder del Espíritu Santo, if we're going to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, we need to drink from the Holy Spirit every day, not just when things get rough. No solamente cuando las cosas se ponen difícil. Porque todo mundo busca a Dios cuando todo va mal, ¿sí o no? Everybody seeks God when things are going bad. Oh, you know, God, I just I haven't been in church much, but, you know, here I am. And yes, God will listen to your prayer. Sí, Dios te, te escucha tu oración en esos momentos. Pero, ¿para qué esperar a que lleguen esos momentos si yo puedo beber de la fuente todos los días? Why wait for the rough times to come when I can drink from the fountain every day? And if tough times come... The tough times won't overtake me, but I'll overtake the rough and tough times. 
I'll be like David on the battlefield. Yo seré como David en el campo de batalla. Que se presentó el gigante, the giant, Goliath, came face to face with David. And David wasn't overtaken by the enemy, but David killed Goliath. Sino que, que el enemigo no venció a David, sino que David venció a Goliath. Eh, eh, Marvin, ¿puedes apagar el, 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 el aire ahí? Ya me estoy asando otra vez. I'm cooking up here. It was really cold when, we, when I walked in. Estaba muy frío cuando, cuando entramos y uno de los músicos me dijo, one of the musicians said, it's going to get really hot when everybody gets here. And I was like, nah, but no, you're right. Whoever said that, you're right. You're right, I'm wrong. So why wait to drink from the fountain of the Holy Spirit until times get tough? That's the reason. Esa es la razón por la cual tú vas a ver muchos cristianos que un día tienen fuego y otro día no tienen fuego. That's why you'll see so many Christians that one day they're full of the fire of God and then all of a sudden they're struggling. It's just like, I don't know what's happening. It just doesn't feel the same. I can't worship the same. And, and they want somebody to tell them what they want to hear. And the reality is, is you can tell them all scripture. You can give them a word of knowledge. You can prophesy to them. Puedes profetizarles, puedes darles consejos, puedes leerle toda la palabra. Pero la realidad es que si en casa no buscas de Dios, if at home you're not seeking the presence of God guess what it's another cycle and then you're down and out again y otra vez estás desanimado y de repente vienes a un culto y Señor por favor tócame y llega el Espíritu Santo y te toca you come again to service you say Holy Spirit please touch me and the Holy Spirit touches you and then you go home and you're drinking from that 16 ounce water that you drank one time on a Wednesday night and then here's three months later and you haven't drank water again There are people that live life, hay gente que vive su vida como los camellos, that live life like camels. And I'll tell you why, because camels, they'll drink a lot of water. Porque los camellos toman mucha agua y no vuelven a arrimarse al agua por más de un mes. And they don't come near the water for at least 30 days because it was enough when they drank because they can hold a lot of water. The Bible says this, la Biblia dice lo siguiente, No os embriaguéis con vino en lo cual hay disolución, antes bien sed llenos del Espíritu Santo. Do not get drunk with wine, is what the Bible says, but drink of the Holy Spirit. Why does the Bible say that? ¿Por qué dice la Biblia eso? Porque de la misma manera que un borracho se emborracha, va y compra alcohol, abre la botella y se la toma. Hasta que se emborracha a sí mismo, el cristiano tiene que ir y buscar de Dios, tomar del agua hasta que sea saciado. In the same way, the Christian has to go, just like a, a, a drunkard goes and buys alcohol and drinks until he's drunk. In the same way, a child of God goes to the presence of God and seeks God until he is filled with the presence of God. I was talking to somebody yesterday. Estaba hablando yo con alguien ayer. Y me hizo la pregunta. And he asked me the question. He said, what do you do when you start to notice that your heart is hardening? ¿Qué haces tú cuando te das cuenta que tu corazón empieza a endurecerse? Yo le dije, yo le dije lo siguiente. I told him the following. Yo voy y leo este salmo. I read the psalm. And the psalm says, search me, O God. Escudriñame, O Dios. Escudriña tú mi corazón. And then I said this, y después le dije esto. Then I pray and pray and pray until I start crying. That sounds really dumb. It sounds really stupid. 
Le dije, y después yo oro y oro y sigo orando hasta que empiezo a llorar. Y suena muy ridículo todo eso. Pero ¿sabes por qué? Do you know why? Because just because you prayed a 30 second prayer doesn't mean that everything's going to be okay. No significa que todo va a estar bien. Tienes que orar hasta que sientas que llegó la victoria. You have to pray until you feel that the victory came. Once you feel the victory come, everything inside of you is going to change and you know that's the moment. I, I reached victory. Yo alcancé la victoria. Notice that when David fought Goliath, date cuenta que cuando David peleó en contra Goliath, David no se quedó quieto, sino que él no se quedó quieto cuando agarró las piedras. No se quedó quieto tampoco cuando le pegó y cayó Goliath. David did not stop fighting when he grabbed the five stones. He didn't even stop fighting after he hit Goliath and Goliath fell. He stopped fighting after he cut Goliath's head off. Él dejó de pelear hasta que le cortó la cabeza a Goliath. ¿Por qué? Porque tienes que orar y orar hasta que sientas la victoria. You have to pray and pray until you feel the victory come. Now I want to read you something real quick. Let's go to 1 Samuel. Vamos a Primera de Samuel. I started off preaching without even reading a, a, a scripture, but that's okay. 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. I'm going to read the New Living Translation version. Voy a leer la traducción, la nueva traducción viviente. Again, I want to remind you, get you a tangible Bible. Agárrate una Biblia tangible. Uh, because there's already been revisions in a lot of the translations. Um, and we're getting closer and closer to, uh, to a moment where there's going to be many things taken out of the Bible. Um, así que consíguete una Biblia no digital, una Biblia tangible, porque están haciendo revisiones. Eh, a, a, las, a, a, las, uh, a las traducciones ya comenzaron a hacer eso so anyways what's up uh, chapter 1 1 Samuel chapter 1 Primera Samuel capítulo 1 and this is a story bless you esta es una historia que muchos conocemos many of us know this story but there's something very interesting in the prayer and in the way that Hannah prays muchos conocemos la historia pero algo interesante en la manera que ora Ana. Dice la Biblia, we'll read from verse 3, desde el versículo 3, lo voy a leer en inglés, y, y en español pues doy una, una recapitulación. It says, each year, Elkanah, Elkanah was Hannah's husband. Elkanah would travel to Shiloh to worship and sacrifice the Lord of Heaven's armies at the tabernacle. The priests of the Lord at that time were the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas. On the days... Elkanah presented his sacrifice. He would give portions of the meat to Penina and each of her children. That's his other wife. And though he loves Hannah, he would give her only one choice portion because the Lord had given her no children. The Lord had given her how many children? No children. So Penina would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. Year after year, it was the same. Penina would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. Each time, Hannah would be reduced to tears. Say with me, reduced to tears. And would not even eat. Y tampoco comía. Why are you crying, Hannah? Elkanah asked. Why aren't you eating? Why be downhearted just because you have no children? You have me. Isn't that better than having ten sons? 
I want to make a quick pause right there. Quiero hacer una pausa ahí. Dice, no te soy yo mejor que diez hijos. Isn't having me better than having ten sons? Now, I understand what he's saying, but what's the one thing that Hannah wanted most in the world? ¿Qué es lo que Ana quería más en todo el mundo? She wanted children. Quería hijos. Y es lo que no tenía. And it's what she didn't have. So many times, we will have a prayer request before God. Muchas veces tendremos una, un, una, una petición delante de Dios. Que la gente no va a entender la importancia de esa petición en nuestras vidas. We'll have a prayer request before God so many times that people, many of the times, won't understand the importance of what that prayer request means to us in our hearts. You see, the Bible says that she did not have children. And her husband says, why are you crying? Why are you downhearted? Don't be downhearted just because you have no children. Solo porque no tienes hijos, por eso estás desanimada. Estoy aquí, I'm here. But how many of you know that when you're, you have a prayer request before God, or you're going through pain, or you're going through trouble, or something's going on in your family, you want nothing more but peace at home. There's nothing that can satisfy your heart except the answer that comes from God. You want peace at home? Nothing will satisfy it. Somebody give you a PS5 for Christmas? Yeah, that's fine. But what I really want is peace at home. And nothing beats that. Y nada le gana eso. Cuando tú en realidad quieres algo, ya sea paz en la casa. Tú tienes una petición delante de Dios. Estás en el dolor. Lo único que puede satisfacer tu corazón es una respuesta del cielo. Y eso es lo que está viviendo Ana. And that's exactly what Hannah is going through. But I want you guys to see her attitude. Quiero que entendamos la actitud de Ana en su oración. Hannah's attitude in her prayer request before God. Let me ask you a question. Does God, can God answer everybody's prayer? Dios puede contestar la oración de todos, sí o no? Yes. Will God answer everybody's prayer, yes or no? The Bible says, if you ask anything in my name, believing, he says what? It will be given to you. But then the other part of the verse says, according to my will. La Biblia dice, todo lo que pidieras al Padre creyendo en mi nombre os será dado. Pero la otra parte dice, de acuerdo a mi voluntad, a la voluntad del Padre. Mira bien esto. I want you to see this. Um, let's go to verse 10. Vamos al versículo 10. Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. One of the worst One of the lies of the enemy, una de las mentiras de Satanás, es que tú no puedes llegar a la presencia de Dios llorando amargamente. One of the lies of the enemy is for you to believe that you can't go before the presence of God crying bitterly. You're tired, you're stressed, you're frustrated, and you believe that you have to enter into the presence of God with a happy heart. The Bible says that Hannah went to God crying bitterly. La Biblia dice que Ana se acercó a Dios llorando amargamente. Estaba en angustia. Porque muchas veces, because many times, the things that we're going through will stay with us unless we enter the presence of God with them and we leave them there. That is where you will see, and that's where I mean you pray until you see victory, until you no longer feel that way. 
muchas veces el dolor que cargamos lo vamos a seguir cargando hasta que nos acerquemos a la presencia de Dios y lo dejemos en la presencia de Dios y ahí es donde yo me refiero a que vamos a orar y tenemos que orar hasta que veamos victoria hasta que te sientas diferente yo recuerdo le llamé a un amigo I remember I called a friend a couple of months ago hace unos meses y yo le dije este, me siento así y todo esto está pasando I feel like this and, and, and all of this is going on he said This is what you're going to do. Esto es lo que vas a hacer. You're going to blast some worship music. Vas a poner música de alabanza y adoración y le vas a poder fuerte. Digo, okay. Y vas a cantar a todo pulmón. And you're going to sing as loud as you can. I said, okay. And you're going to sing and you're going to worship Jesus until you no longer feel that way. I said, okay. Me dijo, vas a cantar y vas a adorar hasta que ya no te sientas así. Okay, está bien. Entonces canté. I drove all the way to Denison and back and I still feel the same way. Fui hasta Denison y de regreso y me sentí igual. So I drove all over Sherman. Manejé por, por, por Sherman. Y al fin, cuando iba llegando a casa, and finally when I was getting to the house, something started changing inside of me. So I turned off the car, I went inside, and guess what I did? I didn't just sit on that. I said, no, the giant might have, might have fallen. El gigante a lo mejor se cayó, pero todavía no le he cortado la cabeza. But I still haven't cut his head off. Just because the giant's on the floor doesn't mean you stop. You stop until you cut his head off. So then I ran inside. Don't take that literal. Don't go home and say, man, you know, you, 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 my, my neighbor's a, a, a pain. I'm not going to stop until I cut his head off. Don't, don't, don't do it. You're going to go to jail. So I ran inside. Fui para adentro. Y me tiré al lado de mi cama. And I threw myself on the side of the bed. And I started praying. And praying. Y empecé a orar y a orar y a orar. Hasta que por fin sentí una victoria completa. Until I felt a complete victory. That is how you fight in prayer. Nobody will fight for you unless you're willing to fight. God will give you the victory. Dios te dará la victoria, pero nadie va a pelear por ti, al menos que tú estés dispuesto a pelear. Can you say amen? So the Bible says, in verse 11, in verse 11, it says, And she made this vow, O Lord of heaven's armies, if you look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. What will she do? Give him back to him. He will be yours for his entire life. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. Lloró en la presencia de Dios y le hizo una promesa. She made a promise to God. What was the most important thing to Hannah? ¿Qué era lo más importante para Ana? To have a child. And she said, when you give me the most important thing, The thing that I want the most in life, I will give it right back to you. Y ella dijo, cuando tú me des lo más importante para mí, lo que más quiero en la vida, lo que siempre he soñado tener, what I always dreamed of having, entonces te lo daré de regreso. Then I'll give it back to you. And, and what's so interesting, she doesn't stop there. No termina allí. Dice que el hijo que le dará será para Jehová todos los días de su vida. She says, he will be yours for his entire lifetime. Now, her prayer is reduced to one verse. Su oración es reducida a un verso. Pero si leemos bien, but if we read, we find out that she was in the presence of God praying for more than just a couple of seconds. She was praying for a long time to the point that the priest thought that she was drunk because she was moving her lips But there was no words coming up. 
La oración de Ana no solamente se lee en un versículo, su oración duró más que unos cuantos segundos. ¿Qué es lo que te estoy queriendo decir? What am I trying to tell you? That during these 21 days of prayer and fasting, if you want to see the hand of God, if you want to see the move of God in your life, you will see it. But, pero, también quiero que sepas una cosa. I want you to know one thing. That God will test his people. Que Dios probará a su pueblo. I'm not saying he's going to discipline you or he's going to... No, he will test his people. This is what the Bible says in Deuteronomy. Mira lo que dice la Biblia en, en Deuteronomio. Dice que los llevó por el desierto por 40 años para probarlos, para probar su corazón, se habían de guardar o no sus mandamientos. The Bible says that God himself led the people of Israel into the desert to test their hearts to see if they would keep his commandments or not. When God comes to you, cuando Dios venga a ti, ¿Qué es lo más importante para tu vida? What's the most important thing in your life? Do you love God so much that the most important thing in your life, the one thing you've always dreamed of having, the one thing you've always prayed for, the one thing you've always hoped for, when it finally comes, are you willing to give it up for God? Cuando Dios conteste tu oración y te dé lo que siempre has deseado lo que siempre has soñado tener cuando Él te conteste estás dispuesto a decir Señor te lo entrego por amor a ti she had a son ella tuvo un hijo y el hijo es el profeta Samuel que fue el primer profeta her son is the prophet Samuel that we know as the prophet Samuel and he became the first prophet Where was he? ¿Dónde estaba él? En la casa de Dios todos los días de su vida. He was in the house of God all the days of his life. Do you love God so much that you're willing to give up the most important thing in your life? ¿Tú amas a Dios de tal manera que estás dispuesto a entregar lo más importante de tu vida? Lo que, lo que vale más en tu vida? What, what's worth so much in your life? If you, if you want a, a, a kind of a crazy testimony... Uh, I'm sorry, Serge, I'm putting you on the spot, but you can ask Sergio. He's got testimonies like that. Pastors got testimonies like that. I have a testimony like that. Where there comes a moment where God wants to know, how much do you really love me? You know, you always see relationships, las relaciones, and then sometimes a group like, do you love me? Yeah, okay, how much? How much do you love me? No, I love you a lot. Like, like, like how much? Like from here to Dallas or like from here to San Antonio? Uh, uh, from here to the moon? Oh, God. There's a purpose. That, it's not like that. God tests your heart. Dios prueba tu corazón. Porque cuando nosotros soportamos la prueba, because when... ¿Cómo se dice soportar la prueba en inglés? When, not support. Because when we maintain ourselves, we overcome the test, the trial. We see a greater reward. Vemos una recompensa mucho más grande. Por eso hay gente, that's why there are people that live by the mercies of God, not by the favor of God. Por eso hay gente que vive de acuerdo a las misericordias de Dios, no de acuerdo al favor de Dios. ¿Cuál es la diferencia? What's the difference? The difference is everybody here, whether you're a sinner or a child of God, well, we're all sinners. Whether you're a child of God or not a child of God, you have his mercy. But only the children of God who walk by him every day have the favor of God. And I'll explain the difference. Te voy a explicar la diferencia entre la misericordia y el favor. 
The mercy of God says, you don't deserve this, but I'll give this to you. The favor of God says, you don't deserve this, but I'll give this to you and more. La misericordia de Dios funciona así. No te mereces esto, pero te lo doy. El favor de Dios dice lo mismo. No te mereces esto, pero te lo doy y te doy más sobre eso. El caminar en el favor de Dios, to walk in the favor of God, you see so many things happen. Ves tantas cosas que suceden. Yo fui a comer a un restaurante en Dallas. I went to go eat at a restaurant in Dallas. And I ordered dessert. Y, y ordené un postre, obviously, because it's me. And I had to get dessert. Tenía que agarrar un postre. Did I pay for that? Yo pagué por eso? No. It's the favor of God. In the little things and even in the big things. Y aún en las cosas grandes. La misericordia de Dios diría, tienes tanto en el banco y lo voy a estirar un poquito para que pagues por el postre. Pero no lo tuve que pagar. The mercy of God would have said, you know what, you just got, you got about 50 cents in the bank, so we're going to stretch that out so you can pay for that dessert. But the favor of God says, you get it for free. I want to walk in the favor of God. And I want to close out by saying this. I want you to notice this in her prayer. Quiero que te des cuenta de esto en la oración de Ana. She said, he will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. Then if we go to 1 Samuel chapter 17, y ahora en 1 Samuel capítulo 17, chapter 17, and verse 46, el versículo 46. Lo leímos la semana pasada. We read it last week. And this is David speaking. He says, Today the Lord will conquer you. Who is he telling? Goliath. And I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals. And the whole world will what? Will know that there is a God in Israel. The most important thing to God, lo más importante para Dios, no es verte feliz, es verte vivir en santidad. The most important thing to God is not to see you happy, it's to see you live in holiness. The most important thing to God is for Him to receive His glory. Es que Él reciba su gloria. ¿Sabes por qué muchas oraciones no son contestadas? Do you know why so many prayers are not answered? Because we pray according to what we want. Porque oramos de acuerdo a lo que nosotros queremos. Ahora, Dios nos dará lo que nosotros queremos. Sí, Ana oró de esa manera. Yes, Hannah prayed that way. But you want to know something? Hannah didn't just stay there. Hannah said, when you give me what I want, I will use that which you give me to glorify your name. He will be yours his entire lifetime. The most important thing to God is for him to be glorified in your life. Lo más importante para Dios es que Él sea glorificado en tu vida. Ves a David, you see David, he said, and the whole world will know that there is a God. Y todo el mundo sabrá que hay un Dios. ¿Por qué? Si tú me das esta victoria, if you give me this victory, I will praise you. If you give me, Lord, you, you allow me to pass this test, I will praise you. People will know that there is a God. If you allow me to ascend, to get the promotion, to get the job, to, 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 to whatever it is that you're praying for, give the glory to God. And that's how you'll see God answer your prayer. Cuando tú dices, Señor, 
yo estoy dispuesto a darte la gloria si me, si me promocionan en el trabajo si, si, si yo puedo eh, comprar este carro sea lo que tú estés pidiendo a Dios Dios te lo dará si en tu corazón lo más importante es darle la gloria a Él if in your heart the most important thing is to give Him the glory however because we're human and because our fleshly desires we want the recognition we want people to say that oh man he's so great she's so great she's so awesome it was because of God por nuestra naturaleza humana pecaminosa siempre nosotros queremos la gloria queremos que la gente diga fueron él fue, fue, fueron ellos fue él we're out to prove something queremos probarle a la gente demostrarle a la gente que si sí podemos we want to prove to the people that we're able to do it it doesn't matter what people think no importa lo que piensa la gente lo que importa es que dice Dios de mí the, the important thing is not what people say but what does God say about me am I giving God what he deserves le estás dando tú a Dios lo que él se merece are you giving God what he deserves are you giving God the most important thing in your life le estás dando a Dios lo más importante de tu vida porque podemos decir que amamos a Dios we can say we love God but you know what Lord just don't ask me for this the true love to God is shown in sacrifice el verdadero amor a Dios se demuestra en sacrificio y te lo voy a comprobar and I'm going to prove it to you la Biblia dice, el que no ama a Dios, no ha conocido a Dios porque Dios es amor. The Bible says, the person, the man, the, the person who does not love, does not know God because God is love. John 3.16 says, Juan 3.16 dice, porque de tal manera amó Dios al mundo que dio a su Hijo unigénito. For who loved the world? For God loved the world that he gave his only son. Not his second son. Not some son that was just left over there. His only son. In sacrifice. In sacrificio. ¿Qué es lo que le vas a ofrecer a Dios este próximo año? What is it that you're going to offer God this next year? David said the following. David dijo lo siguiente. Él le quería ofrecer algo a Dios. He wanted to offer, give God an offering. And this man said, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. What you're wanting to give God, I just, I'll give it to you. And David said, no, I'll pay for it. He said, no, I'll give it to you. Y, y David quería pagar por, por lo que le iba a ofrecer a Dios. Y el hombre dijo, no, yo te lo regalo. Y David le respondió con lo siguiente. Le dijo, yo no le daré a Dios ofrenda que no me cueste. I will not. This is what David said. David said, I will not give God an offering that costs me Nothing. You want to know why so many times we see the hand of God move in other people? And sometimes we sit back and we say, man, that would be great. That would be awesome. Because there are people that are willing to pay a price that we're not willing to pay. ¿Por qué vemos que Dios se mueve en la vida de otras personas de una manera tan bonita? Y tú te quedas atrás y dices, yo quisiera que Dios se moviera de esa manera. ¿O por qué Dios no se mueve así en mi vida? Porque ellos están dispuestos a pagar un precio que tú no estás dispuesto a pagar. 
I believe in 2024. Yo creo que en el 2024, todos los que estamos aquí, everybody that's here, we're going to advance in God's kingdom. We're going to see the power of God and even the things that we're struggling with, we're going to give those up to God. And I believe that I'm looking at a group of people that love Jesus so much that they're willing to give up their own desires, their own plans just to see Jesus glorified in their lives. Can you say amen? Pueden decir amen. Que el próximo año vamos a ver a Dios glorificado en nuestras vidas. We're going to see God glorified in our lives. When we have nights of worship, cuando tengamos noches de adoración, vamos a ver a los enfermos sanar. We're going to see the sick be healed by the power of God. Amen. And I want to close off with this. Voy a terminar con esto. El precio que Ana tuvo que pagar, the price that Hannah had to pay, was what? She was always made fun of. But then God blessed her with Israel's first prophet. El precio que ella tuvo que pagar fue una burla de otra persona. Pero Dios la bendijo a ella no solamente con un hijo, sino con el primer profeta de Israel. ¿Cuál es el precio que tú estás dispuesto a pagar? What is the price that you're willing to pay for God to be glorified in your life? Para que Dios sea glorificado en tu vida. Puede ser una relación, it could be a relationship. Puede ser una amistad, it could be a friendship. Puede ser un deseo interno, it could be an internal desire. It could be a dream that you always had. Puede ser un sueño que siempre tuviste. Yo recuerdo desde pequeño siempre tuve el sueño de ir al ejército. I always had the dream since I was a kid to go into the military, to be a marine. I had the posters, tenía los posters. Tenía las, las playeras, I had the t-shirts, tenía las cachuchas, I had the hats, I had everything. I knew the movies, I knew everything about the Marines, sabía todo sobre los Marines, porque en cuanto yo cumpliera 18 años, yo me iba para allá. Hasta recuerdo que el último año de la escuela, I remember the last year, my senior year of high school, I remember they would come to the school and they would take me out of class and we would go out to eat. Then on Saturdays we'd go do the workouts together. Íbamos y, y hacíamos ejercicio juntos, me sacaban de la escuela. Y entonces eh, ya cuando se aproximaba el tiempo, when the time was coming up, my parents, they got afraid. Se, 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 les dio miedo a mis papás. Porque dijeron, este de verdad va en serio. This, this dude's for real. So they got, they got a little scared. And they said, well, you know, you should pray about it. And I was like, what is there to pray? This is what I've always wanted. This is what I always wanted to do. Eso es lo que yo siempre quería hacer. ¿Para qué voy a orar? Dios me va a contestar. Dios me va a usar. God's going to use me out there. I don't know where he was going to use me in Afghanistan. I don't know, shooting guns or something. I don't know what I was thinking. But then my dad said, después mi papá me dijo, vas a ir a pelear una guerra que no tiene sentido. My dad said, you're going to go fight a war that makes no sense at all. And I said, you know what? This is what I was made to do, dad. Para esto fui creado yo. And then he said, I'm only going to tell you one thing. Solo te voy a decir una cosa. Si Dios te dice que vayas, espera que Dios te proteja. Pero si Dios no te dijo que no fueras, no esperes que Él te proteja. Uh, me espantó. That scared me. He said, I'm only going to tell you one thing. If God tells you to go, then expect him to protect you. I said, okay. But if he did not tell you to go, you can't expect him to protect you. And that, that kind of shook me. I was, uh, as everybody says, I was a little shook. I was a Christian, so I was shook it. 
So then I said, you know what, I'm going to go pray. Voy a ir a orar. Entonces yo recuerdo era un culto de oración. It was, a, it was a Monday night prayer service. So I sat behind the drums. Me, me escondí detrás de la batería porque no quería que nadie me mirara. I didn't want nobody to see me. And I was praying and praying. I said, God, I don't feel anything. I don't know. What am I supposed to do? I want to go. You know, this is what I've always dreamed of. Esto es lo que yo siempre he deseado hacer. Señor, dime, háblame. Y por fin el Señor me dijo, si me amas, entrégamelo. Then the Lord finally said, if you love me, give it up for me. And when I tell you I cried, I cried like a baby. Cuando yo te digo que yo lloré, lloré como un bebé. Y estaba llorando, llorando. I was crying and crying. And I got up at the end of service. I go to my dad. I said, I'm not going. He said, what? I'm not going. Yo no voy. No sé por qué. Dios me dijo que, que no. Yo me voy a ir a la escuela bíblica. I'm going to go to the Bible school. That's what I said. And my parents were like, this dude just, what? What is going on? They said, no, go to college. Get a career. I said, I'm going to Bible school because God's going to use me. That's what he said. I don't know. They dije, yo voy. Para el Instituto Bíblico es lo que Dios me dijo que hiciera. Yo no sé, me dicen, vete al colegio, estudia, saca tu carrera. Voy a donde Dios me dijo que fuera. And they had a problem with it. And they're pastors. It's okay. <laughs> But I still went. And so I remember I went back, talked to the Marines. They were mad. Estaban enojados. I'm not going. So what are you going to do with your life, man? You're going to be a little chump that just works at the gas station? Probably. I mean, what, do you, what does one do after Bible school? I don't know. ¿Qué es lo que uno hace después de que se graduó de la escuela bíblica? No sé. Entonces ellos se, se enojaron conmigo y me dijeron, si no vas a ir al ejército, vas a trabajar en una gasolinera. Dije, pues, amén, no sé. Pumping gas for tips. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I just know God told me to go. Yo solo sé que Dios me dijo que fuera. So I went to Bible school. Y fui para la escuela bíblica. And here I am. Y aquí estoy. Now, I'm telling you this for, for, for this, this reason. And I promise con esto cierro. Y prometo que con esto cierro. That's only 8.35. Solo son las 8.35. So no voy a cerrar. No, I'm kidding. So I'm telling, you, I'm telling you this. Por esta razón. Because what you're willing to give up for God, God will not only bless you with the desires of your heart. Because the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. But God will bless generations through you. God will bless generations to come through you. And I'll explain it. Dios no solamente te va a bendecir en el presente, sino que Dios, cuando tú estás dispuesto a entregar algo por Dios, Dios te va a bendecir. Dios va a bendecir a las generaciones por venir a través de ti. Te lo voy a explicar. And I'm going to explain it. What do you mean he's going to bless generations to come? If I would have never given up that dream to go to the military. Si nunca hubiera entregado yo ese sueño de ir al ejército. Look around you, mira alrededor. Muchos de ustedes no estarían aquí. Many of you would not be here. And I told God, whatever much you give me or little you give me, I promise to be faithful with what you give me. Y le dije a Dios, sea mucho, sea poco lo que tú me des, te prometo serte fiel. Y por eso estamos aquí. Yo tengo 35 años. How old are you? ¿Cuántos años tienes? 19. She's 19. I'm 35. Sammy, how old are you? You got 10 year old back. <laughs> Sammy tiene 10 años. Elias, how old are you? 12. 12. You're 12. 12. <laughs> well, I thought that was a 30-year-old back there. <laughs> We have different generations here. Isaac, how old are you? 22. 22. 22 años. We have different generations here. 
All because of one decision. Todo por una decisión. La decisión que tú tomes, the decision that you make to follow Jesus, will bless so many more people than you can ever imagine. Va a bendecir a tanta gente más de lo que te puedes imaginar. Can you say amen? amen. Let's stand to our feet. Vamos a ponernos en pie. Y quiero terminar haciéndote esta pregunta. And I want to finish off asking this question. Right now, you're, you're young. Ahorita eres joven. Let's say the average age is 17, 18 here. 17, 18 años. La Biblia dice que there it goes. I was just, I was just the piano. Look at that. La Biblia dice, the Bible says que la vida del hombre son 70 años, lo más robusto 80. The Bible says that the life of human beings of us here on earth is 70, 80 at the most. That's what the Bible says. It's lo que dice la Biblia. It's an average. You're 18, maybe 20. Tienes 18, a lo mejor 20. La decisión que tú tomes de seguir o no a Jesús, the decision that you make to follow Jesus or not follow Jesus, is not only going to impact you on this side of eternity, but also on the other side of eternity. No solamente te va a impactar en, a este lado de la eternidad, sino al otro lado de la eternidad. Following Jesus, seguir a Jesús, es mucho más que ir a la iglesia. It's more than just going to church. But also the things that you give up for Jesus on this side of eternity. Pero también las cosas que tú estés dispuesto a entregar, a sacrificar a este lado de la eternidad, van a tener su recompensa en el cielo. The things you're willing to give up on this side of eternity for the love of God will also have its reward on the other side of eternity in heaven. Because that's what the Bible says. I want to get to heaven. Yo quiero llegar al cielo. No solamente con personas que alcancé para Cristo. Not only with people that I was able to lead to Christ, but also... The Bible says that we're going to receive rewards for the things that we did for God. I don't know about you, but I want a big house when I get to heaven. And the Bible says we're going to have some mansions. The Bible said, Jesus said it, in my father's house, and where, where Jesus was going, he says, there are many mansions. We're not going to have just like a little old duplex. No, we're going to have mansions. But all of that is dependent on what we do here for Jesus. Todo eso depende de lo que hagamos aquí por Jesús. Yo sé que ustedes son una generación que están dispuestos a entregarlo todo por Dios. I know you guys are a generation that's willing to give everything up for the love of Christ. I want you to close your eyes. If there's anybody here who has not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you say, I want to accept Jesus today, please raise your hand and I, I want to pray for you. If there's anybody here, and just raise it high. Si hay alguien aquí que no ha aceptado Cristo como su Salvador, y lo quieres hacer hoy, levanta tu mano. If there's anybody here that says, you, you know, I gave my life to Jesus once, but I haven't really lived for Him, and I want to renew 
this relationship with God. Raise your hand there where you're at and I want to pray for you.